Welcome back to Potosaurus. My name is Lou, and today we have Ken. Hello. And Timbered Teft. Howdy. It's me. Fangirl cannot be with us today, but she will hopefully be back next time. Sorry I was gone for the past month, but it was probably nice not to hear me whine excessively for two to four additional hours of your life. But it's good to be back. I hope you guys kept the place warm. Hopefully not too warm because it's summer. I don't know what you guys do. I didn't listen to the last two podcasts. <laughs> That's good. I pulled the timber and I didn't you know, listen to the podcast. I listened extensively to those podcasts. They were very good. You really? Out. Really? Tell me one thing that happened in them. Without scrolling okay. and looking out uh, the notes oh, on no, it. I don't, I, no, I don't have to look it up because I remember we had that entire discussion about the dog who loves the sheep with the spaceship. Oh, yeah. That fucking acid trip of a game. <laughs> There's some Kingdom Hearts that happen. It's a space, space, space station, Silicon Valley. Wow, you remember the title? Because I had to write it down for the notes. (laughs) Uh, I think you'd like it, Kyo. You should try that one. Every time someone's like, "I think you'd like this game," they're almost always wrong. I'm just gonna say, everyone that tells me you'd probably like this, they're almost always wrong. No, I I think you'd enjoy this. Without a hitch, every single time people come in, they're like, I really think you'd like this game. Like, what is it? They're like, it's a first-person walking sim horror adventure game. I'm like, get out. Kyo, get out right Kyo, now. This suggestion you know nothing is coming. about me. This suggestion is coming from the man who brought you Donkey Kong 64. How can I air? You didn't, you didn't get me to play Donkey Kong 64. That is Fatal's fault. <laughs> she get, She's like, will you please play it? I will buy it for you. I did it to 101% after I was paid to do that. And then I gave Fatal the top banana. Uh, she's top banana in my uh, Discord server now because she she's at fault for the Donkey Kong stuff. <laughs> the really sole wrong. cause of everything. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. But there there actually was one time that someone was right. They're like, "There's this game called Hybrid Heaven on the N64. It's very good." I'm like, "Okay." And after about three or four people were like, "You should play Hybrid Heaven." I'm like, "Fine." Found it for ten bucks. Sat there, didn't play it. One day I had like a shit day with the game I was playing. I'm like, you know what? We'll just play Hybrid Heaven. That game is Parasite Eve meets God Hand, and it's fucking amazing. There is a guy in there. One of the villains' name is Mr. Jerry. They're trying to replace a secret servant, a secret servant, secret service agent named Kevin with a replicant type mon- like thing. I'm like, what is this game? And then you get in the battle system, you learn different moves, and you beat the shit out of pig monsters. It's fantastic. I loved it. You meet an alien. He's like, you learn nothing about the game for like the first two to three hours. Then you meet this alien. He's like, all right, I should probably tell you everything. And then he actually tells you everything. How often does that actually happen? They didn't cut away or anything. They told me everything. Everything. And everything about the game up until that point. Like, where were you when the game started? (laughs) I've been playing for two to three hours with no context to what I'm doing. I'm sure having a box or an instruction manual probably would have helped that, but N64 games are loose cartridges now, so I don't know what to do. What were we talking about? 
we were just talking about we were talking about what happened in the last two episodes because you were like I didn't listen to it yes. and then Timber was like saying I remember everything I remember everything it's like I was there or something um, I should tell you everything yeah so uh, now that the synopsis of the previous episode is out of the way um... you only talked about one thing <laughs> That covers most of the things. Oh wait, no, 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 no. no. We talked about sports. Hold on, we talked about sports. Okay, at one we point. don't need to go any further. We don't have to go any further. Than that. That's fine. I get the idea of what you guys talked about. I mean, we we're going to talk about it this the... week anyway. So, what have you guys been up to the past two weeks or week, whatever? I don't know. How long Tim- has it been? Two weeks. Timber go. Oh wow. Okay. So, I had to do some some worky things. And whenever I have to do worky things, uh, I don't have as much time that I feel is freely available for me to do YouTube or streaming things. So as a result, I played a lot of video games over the past two weeks. Uh, I'm still using my kind of roulette method for choosing what I'm going to play out of my library. I've really enjoyed doing that. It hasn't always given me... At this point, it hasn't always given me good games, for sure. Like, they're not always things that I'm like, oh, yeah, that was a, a really, really good time. But it does expose me to things that I otherwise might not have played. So, for starters, probably the the shortest thing that came from the list was uh, going back to Metal Gear Solid 3 and continuing on. I managed to get to the point where I met Eve... Uh, and fought the Ocelot goons. I don't remember what they actually call themselves. But boy, that fight is hard. Boy, that fight is really, really jarringly hard at that point in the game. I'm not sure if I'm missing something with how I'm supposed to be taking those guys on. But effectively, as soon as I, I leave the room, like I, I understand at least you know use the trap door, get underneath, escape the initial room that they're going to burst through. But after that point, I'm just like, so I just have to shoot them, huh? With with my bullets. Or maybe I can sneak up behind them, but I've only managed to really get two of them off guard that way, and the rest of them are patrolling in really awkward places or with too many of them in the same location to really do anything with. And apparently I wasted all my flashbangs killing snakes, which put me at a severe disadvantage. Uh, so that was my time with uh, Metal Gear Solid 3. I beat that game a while back. I have played on very easy because I'm not very good stealth games. I'm very bad at stealth. I, I well, love so so. You got to the part where did you find, you found the rocket and everything, and those two guards came out of nowhere. Yes, and I did completely blow it when they first showed up and had to. <laughs> but the thing is, after you reset that area, you never get a second chance. They never come back and are like, "Oh, look, looks like we're doing this patrol route again." Like, no, if you screw up, the game's just like, "Okay, baby." You can't handle a couple of guards. We're just going to despawn them, and this is going to be the most boring hike through the woods you've ever done. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> my, Dude, I love the, it when they despawn enemies. Yeah, that that part of the game is probably one of my favorite and most funniest things of all time because if you time it right and it you make it land in front of the first guard, they go, hey, what's that? Huh? And it just blows up in their face, and I, I always have the <laughs> funniest time doing that because I would... I, I studied the distance, like like I said, I I played this game a billion times at this point, so I know the ins and outs of it, and just knowing the timing of when he comes and throwing the flash grenade, and it he just going huh, and it just blows up a, a second later. It's just so fulfilling, just so fulfilling. I love it. 
I, I've been playing the dress up my snake game. Uh, my style has very much that been which of these camos. It's so lewd. It's 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 in my free time the past couple weeks. I've been playing dress up my snake. The the best outfit that you can do for snake is croc man. Croc man. So after you find Eva, there is a bog or like a lagoon that you have to go to. In that bog, there is an outfit for a hat called the croc hat. And every single time I play that game, I always find that croc hat. And I play through the entire game with that croc hat on. And the outfits and stuff like that stays on in the cutscenes. Oh, that's hilarious. So, like, there's stuff with, like, Eva's. You're seeing Eva for the first time. You just see this crocodile. <laughs> Staring crocodile, head. <laughs> crocodile head just staring off or you're doing the boss fights and you just see this crocodile head just like trying to talk <laughs> i've mostly just been fascinated by the camo patterns and which one the game thinks works or does not work in certain contexts such what as do you mean? squares squares go with everything yes red <laughs> red and black squares perfect for quote-unquote indoor environments or that one brick wall they randomly put in the middle of the jungle the one brick <laughs> red and kind of darkened brick wall that they put what's what's funny is like until you meet Sokolov like I've always thought the game was they're all speaking English but then Sokolov does that oh, yeah. one throwaway line that probably only the boss and Eva are speaking to to Snake in English everyone else is speaking Russian to him or maybe yeah. the the culprit unit is speaking English to him possibly No I I thought it was great I mean I especially like the fact that Sokolov is like Dear Lord, I cannot believe you, right? Like this just very posh British. He's like, by the yeah, way, he's the most, he's very the most, good Russian. <laughs> he's the most British Russian person there is. <laughs> uh, I really appreciate it, though. I, uh, frankly, uh, the freedom that that gives in terms of just conveyance of character opens it opens everything up because you're not limited to like okay everybody's gonna have to talk in like a faux russian accent now because we need to give the impression that they're russian but also you need to understand it's like who cares i don't need all of my russian characters to have a russian accent uh it would be distracting and it would also kind of force it forces certain caricatures i think like just in the writing when they when they impose that sort of thing it's suddenly like well they're gonna have to be the quirky like back in old country (laughs) This is a lot of Metal Gear. Wait, what was that? This is a lot of Metal Gear. As it should. I'm just like, I'm just <laughs> no, like I, I no, love... where can I jump in on this conversation? I'm like, I beat the game on easy. On very easy. And then you like guys are going, I'm like, I beat it on very easy. <laughs> I, mean, I liked the game. It was fun. I, I hid from, I hid I hid from Yosuke from I've... Persona 4. I've been very much enjoying doing a stealth play through that game. That's one of the reasons I had a hard time with the Otacom bros is because... Not Otacom. What the hell? The Ocelot the bros. Otacom. <laughs> the Otacom um, bros. <laughs> because as soon as they showed up, the game's like, Huey, okay, Dewey, here's, here's your here's your number count of like 15 guys you have to kill. I'm like, wait, I got to kill them? I've been like zero detection stealth this whole time, and now I've got to suddenly do combat in this game that's very clunky and awkward to do combat in. Okay. No, you could have you could have knocked them out. Oh well, yeah, knock out, but you can't like. No, you, you can't, can't just them. leave. 
Oh yeah, you can't you can't leave. You have to sleep them. Which reminds me, when you're facing any of the bosses, sleep them. If you want the his, the hysteric camel patterns, sleep all the bosses. <laughs> all right. Probably um, the most the most difficult one you'll have is the end and Vulgans one. Vulgans one you need to kind of prep like way beforehand how to how to get his his camel. But his camel is probably one of the most broken ones. Is that like the stealth suit where it's just like invisible no. basically? His one is called Soviet Union and if you wear it any of his guards won't shoot at you. Oh, that's amazing. But the Sorrows so one is, the... is really good. Sorry. <laughs> so, so when are you going to play the Superior Metal Gear Solid 2? I've already played that one. That's the only one of the series that I actually played through to completion. Yeah. That's yeah, the we... best one. Yeah, all the mims. Yeah, we 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 talked about this last time that he was... Well, yelling. I didn't listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> if you would have done your How homework, dare maybe you? you would know. Expect me to listen to it. Timber won't even listen to these. I definitely do mostly. Mostly. <laughs> only after we only after bitched and moan that you didn't. You do that every time you post an episode just to make me feel bad, so I do. And it works. What should I not tag you in it? No, no, definitely I tag, tag you guys me. so you remember no. to retweet it. <laughs> no, I re what you didn't okay, first of all, no, I retweet every time you post it. We're not we're not having this conversation right now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyway, Ken, what were you playing? Because I'm tired of hearing about Metal Gear Solid. And don't you fucking dare say you were playing Metal Gear Solid. I, I, was, I, was, I wasn't playing Metal Gear Solid. He's like, no, he was playing Metal Gear Rising. You see, there's yeah. a difference. <laughs> survive. I was playing Survive. No. Uh, I, would, I would throw you out if you did that. <laughs> I have Survive if you guys ever want to play it. Yeah. Someone bought me it. So I was playing Dragon Quest Eleven. How's that going? You played on Switch or I'm playing on Switch, so I just started because I I bought the game like when it when it came out on on the Switch, and then I just never had the time or the effort to go and play it. But because my other podcast mate wanted to talk more about it, he was like, "Oh, you should play it." I'm like, "Okay, fine, I'll I'll, I'll start it," and I that's what I did. I'm about like good thirty minutes or so. So I just I like literally just started. After that, I was playing Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicle, and oh nice. boy, that 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 game is a is a is a fucking mess as of right now. I that I game's never I, I remember, got into that game. I remember not being able to get into it at the time, but seeing the appeal of it, looking back on it now, that I no longer have my false pretenses of what I wanted it to be. Because the mean, problem with a... Crystal Chronicles is that it's very different than the other Final Fantasy aren't games like that came no, out around that time. Aren't there like no experience points or level ups or anything? Yeah, because it's and within. Like it's, it's all it's stuff within that happens Eric. within the dungeon. Yeah, it's all it's all within the dungeon. That's that's. Oh, the thing. that sounds awful. Yeah, so I mean, it's very interesting, and I have no problems with the game because I played it originally on the GameCube, and it's not not so much that it's so much what they did to make it cross-platform. So it's cross-platform between PS4 and Switch. But the thing is, you have to send out a thing, a request, and you invite them to your server, vice versa. You do the level, and then after the level, it doesn't do the Monster Hunter thing, Monster Hunter World thing of, yeah, we're going to continue on the same server. Now they kick you out to your own respective servers, and you got to do it again. 
and that's that's fucking stupid. <laughs> I've heard a lot of problems with how they're doing this too. Especially one of them is um, the multiplayer is region locked. I think it's like North America is only North America, Japan or Asia is only that area, Europe's only Europe. Yeah. So, so all PAL copies are the same. So that means Australia is on the same um, servers as Europe. And everyone I've seen on Twitter that was in, that was an Australian streamer or whatever talk about it, they're just basically like it's unplayable to do anything because it the by the time that the ping gets to the European server and back, it times out. Yeah. So they're like, so we can't play multiplayer basically with this game. Yeah. I'm just just, like imagining that there was a conversation somewhere where someone was like, so what server should we put Australia on? And they're like, well, they're a British colony, so they'll just share the same as the British. Like, it made sense to put Australia with PAL stuff, um, you know, back when like uh, when internet stuff wasn't really an issue or like um, just like in terms of... um, like the games because they a lot of the countries use the same voltage or like they're used to making things for different stuff like that so like it made sense to do that because a lot of you know connections between europe and australia in general whatever but like now when you have the servers like usually australia and new zealand are with oceania or asia to put them in with mainland europe is stupid because it's way too far away and australian internet's already garbage so I don't know why they did that. That's such a stupid oversight. But yeah, besides that, I've been also been playing or finishing up my NBA 2K Athon that I was doing. So I'm fi- I'm finally done. I'm I'm I reached the end of the NBA season <laughs> for that year, and I'm like, okay, let maybe I'll get 2K 21. I don't know. It, it won me over enough that I was having a good time with it, but and. I was like thinking, oh, well, maybe I should try another sports game before that. And then Madden came out. If you guys are a fan, I I know probably people of this particular show (laughs) are not. There's a lot of sports people. There's a lot of sports people. I'm like the weird one. Like a lot of people talk about how much they love sports. Why the fuck are you following me? (laughs) Well, don't get Madden. Don't get this year's Madden. You know the the, the trope. Like that's like the motto for like every single Madden that comes out. Don't get this year's Madden. I think well, I've actually heard a um, lot of people were going bad shit crazy about this. Not only did they do the thing of, oh yeah, it's the same every year, but it's freaking jank and broken this year's edition to the point that why even bother patching it? You should just use all the things to the next year's edition. But Everyone's like, oh yeah, you're basic you just paid a sixty dollar DLC because it didn't fix anything from Madden twenty and it got worse. The only new thing they added is this thing called the yard, which is like pick up street football, like flag football kind of thing. And it's decent when it, it works, but the net, the online is awful. The only thing that actually works is the Madden My Team stuff, obviously, because that's where they're getting... Other thing that you pay money for? Yes, that's where they get their cash cow. They got like like $1.1 billion off of that shit. So the only thing they cared about was the My Team stuff that they put more effort in that actually works. Everything else is broken, supposedly. I don't have a major problem. Like, I know I'm not a person that played these, but I don't have an inherent problem with it being the same game, but with like, you know, whatever updates the next year. Yeah. Because these games are basically on a probably one to two 
year like development cycle. It's, how it's much? Pro- how it's much? Probably like a nine month development cycle. <laughs> I mean, aren't they? It's like, how much new shit do you want every single year? Like, I'd say like at least every three years it needs to be completely different, uh, completely different, or something like updated. Yeah. Like you can maybe get two years out of a thing because, like, what? Like, how else are you going to add a ton of new features with basically by the time you get the. Um, the feedback of that to implement the new stuff you probably already have with your development for the next year yeah at, at this point i don't really understand why they even still have the yearly releases model with games as a service there's no reason why they couldn't just do this the adobe model way and just be like because okay they- your version of nba is going to update to version 2021 as long as you're still subscribed to the nba video game platform for five dollars a month they want to refresh my team's they want to refresh their gotcha thing, saying all that money that you spent in last year's edition, it doesn't carry over. Uh, Interesting you point that out, though, EA, Of course. Interesting you point that out because past, at least starting with this year, I don't know if it was intended to or not. Maybe this year or last year, they have moved to like I think the branding's e soccer or e football, mm. and they're pushing it more as like you will get a roster update, like you will get a massive update next year instead of a brand new game. So, like, I don't know if it costs money or anything for it. It might be part of the fact it's a live service, so, like, yeah. you're going to be paying into it anyway. And, I mean, it's Konami, so they're always, like, heavy with those, like, either way. But yeah. at least from that perspective, like, I guess it saves the dev team a lot of time to make, you know, a third, you know, the third year one, a fourth year one. If yeah. they push it as being, like, this is the service, you'll get updates to it and push it like that. Because, honestly, for sports games, in my mind, that works so much better than buying a brand yeah. new game every year yeah i mean yeah, how, like, how much I, more how much more real do you need the sweat on on lebron's brow to be <laughs> to enjoy your bat your your game like console generation leaps definitely but like oh, yeah. i don't in like maybe every few years like updates to engine stuff like mm-hmm. that like you can't always uh, like after a while whatever people are playing will not be exactly what they got on the disc so you need to make a new game mm. but like sports games definitely where every year you're paying 60 dollars for more or less the same thing. That's really where games as a service probably would be best at. Yeah, but they need I, to be less scummy about shit. I, I honestly thought that they were going to be doing that eventually when we got into this generation, especially how the advent of like Destiny and stuff like that was going on to the point that, you know what? We might as well just cut the middleman out. We we just pay you pay us thirty dollars a year, we'll give you the updates, and then they can just rake off of the the my team stuff but the thing is it's because of how successful the my team stuff does and how much every year is pretty much a wipe the board kind of thing so that they could just get new suckers or new people to go and pay for these and that's i i feel the same for like every three years three or four years because that's what i did with nba 2k i didn't play up to 2K17, I think. That was the last one they gave us. 2K16 or 2K17. It's one of those. It was like three or four years before I got into this one. And I could kind of tell, and I do that with the wrestling games as well. Luckily, I didn't do it for last year's one because I was hearing the rumblings of what was going on beforehand. And I was like, eh, I'll save off for wrestling, for WWE beforehand. And then that shit show of a game came out. So much that now they're doing Battlegrounds, which kind of looks interesting. I might get that. I'm not, looks fairly interesting of what they're doing. They're doing that hyper thing of um, WWE All-Stars from a couple years back. I mean, mm. it's the same team that did it. So I don't know why they didn't just do this in the first place when when 
they were given the 2K license, but it's it's stupid regardless. But what I, yeah, uh, what I found particularly interesting about this year, and forgive me if maybe I'm thinking of the wrong game, but uh, it sounds like they are prepared or were prepared to release a Mario and Sonic Go to the Olympics 2020, uh, which was supposed to. Yeah, I think I think that's that's true. It came out. It came out last year. Set for Tokyo, right? So it was supposed to be the Tokyo Olympics, which then never happened. So now we have a game that exists that's. It was pushed to next year. Right. Yeah. So eventually it'll be telling the truth, but even then, like 2020. I mean, there's a. And what you're getting at, I'm thinking, there's a potential for this game to be based around an event that will never happen. Right. Yeah, so, so now basi- instead of being partial fiction, it's entirely fiction. Yeah, and no, no, it is. And it's it's kind of eerie in that way that this was the only Olympic theme itinerary or thing that came out of this. Mm-hmm. Because they couldn't hold like, it back, obviously. They wanted to just get it out already. Yeah, I mean, those games type of things, they always come out the year before to hype it up. Because, I mean, it's a, it's a party game. Um, they'll they'll always sell fairly well. They, those, that series always felt, sells fairly well because it's a good party game for kids. But yeah, that's the only officially mer- like licensed merchandise or anything related to the Olympics that came out then. Yeah, yeah, and it actually was very interesting story wise. If you guys actually got was to that the one where it. Luigi had to like help like save everyone? Yep, they were both Mario and oh, yeah, Sonic were, kind of... were stuck in like the retroverse, and they had to and. Luigi and everyone else of the minor characters had to rise up to the occasion to get them out. Yeah, it got it was like really weird. They're like, "Why is the story so deep?" Like, because <laughs> I think the story actually gets deep for like that too. They're like, "What the hell is going on at Nintendo <laughs> or Sega? Whoever made it? <laughs> what is sumo smoking?" Yeah, they're like, "Oh yeah, let's uh, have this lovely acid trip right now for the the Olympics." Dude, I'm here for it. Like, if that game was actually better, though, I mean, it's still like. It's, it's still it's, an Olympic game. Yeah, it's still an Olympic game, so it has its gimmicks in it of itself too. But like, I'm I'm here for that when they're just like, you know what? Fuck it, we're going weird this year. It's like I will maybe buy your product. So besides it's WWE, two, not WWE, NBA 2K, I was playing Microsoft Flight Simulator. So simulator, simulator, simulator. Uh, I I played that as well a little bit. I think you probably played it more extensively though. Oh yeah, no, someone. I watched someone try to do a flight from their their town in Ireland to St. Louis and then realize like 15 minutes in that was in real time and then stop. Oh, yeah, that's the biggest... I wish there was a setting to just elastic the time a little bit so I don't have to actually... I don't know how you would do it, like just literally make the engines faster, I guess, but... Um, no, there, there's a setting like there's that, no that, that, that fast-forward, but it doesn't work. It They do have it, but it's not working right now. they got to patch that in. Oh no! But by the there, time they patch an that option. in, all the eldritch abominations that have been formed by the auto random texture generators will be patched as well. Yeah. So I, I have fun. I have a little like flight stick thing that actually helps me go. And I want em- another joystick. It's been immerses so myself to playing this game, and I had fun. I was the first flight I did was obviously was in Tokyo, so I flew from Tokyo to Osaka and that was like two and a half hours two and a half three hours so 
Damn. I was having fun. What? So Okay, every single one of you guys who are doing these long flights, and you're like, I can't sit here and do the same thing over and over again for long periods of time, y'all need to pick up speed running. I, I never... So I did not do the long flights. Right. I did about 10 minutes of, of flight before. I was like, I don't know, man. I can't I mean, I, I, this, I would love to learn how to... This is just for everyone out to... there who is playing this game. We're like, if you're going to be doing that, then you definitely need to pick up a speed run. Yeah, well, I would love to learn how to speed run. Like, like you I could said, speed I... run on your second screen while you fly a plane on your other screen. <laughs> People yeah. do that. People do stuff like that. There's, there's, a, there's one speed run like um category for silent hill it's called home pour and downpour has a bunch of unskippable cutscenes and bullshit so during that run when there are cutscenes you speed run homecoming but only when downpour has speed when has cutscenes going and you have to complete both by the time downpour is open over Uh-oh. oh my That's god a fantastic idea i just real i just realized the the horrifying reality that chances are on those long flights the pilots probably set it to autopilot or are in the process of playing their switch while the plane just flies itself. Well, wait until they put flight simulator on switch. So then they're doing the flight simulator. It's, flight it's, just, simulator it's, it's just like I'm working. <laughs> yeah. like it's like in real life. A long day of work in the farms and he used to play farming simulator. <laughs> they, they want to have that feeling of working while actually working i don't yeah. feel like i'm accomplishing something yeah i can't wait until i have it troubleshooting simulator isn't that just computer building or like computer builder simulator no because that's all about building the pc i'm talking like someone calls you because their computer won't turn on and now you gotta like walk them through it and deal with all the pain I, that comes from someone I, not knowing how that works while you timber do, I'm, you I'm, can't I'm, touch I'm, it I'm hitting my mic right now. <laughs> Isn't that just like play, like calling your family simulator? You know, that would probably be a more apt title. <laughs> Speaking with your mom simulator. Too real. Get me out. My mom would call me when I was in Japan and be like, I can't get the internet to work. Can you help me? I'm like, how are you calling me? <laughs> how did we get here? Like, yes. I don't know, it doesn't work. How do I fix it? I'm like, I don't know. You moved while I was gone. I don't know what your setup is. I can't <laughs> help you. Call your daughter. She lives in town. She lives in that country. So what's your favorite plane to fly, Ken? The 747. The 747. It's got to be the big the big guns. Yeah, the big, <laughs> big guns. Yeah. I, so I, was... I, made, I made a mistake of just picking that to fly out hmm. of my local airport and realize that my local airport cannot support the runway length for a Boeing 747. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, so this is why I can never fly out of this airport. Hmm." Yeah. So there's like minor ones that we have in, in Oahu, the the main Island that I'm at, but the only 747 can come out of is the, the Daniel Inouye international airport. Everything else is either military or small plane that you have to fly out of. So, of course, if I were to do a 747 out of one of, like, Tripler's airspace, which is military-owned, I would not be able to because the planes aren't... The runway isn't long enough to support the the boat. Right, yeah. I just loved... I, I was playing on, like either easy or normal i don't remember but it was a low enough difficulty that as i was reaching the end of the runway it was like you must reach a a, a, a speed of 
what are we, 47 knots to, to actually t- take off from the ground. I'm just yelling at the game, like, I know! Do you not see the runway ran out? I'm going as fast as I can for what you've given me. There was also a it, really odd landing autopilot bug I had where I was just like, okay, land the plane. Do it, game. I just want to watch. You just land the plane. And mm-hmm. I'm watching it, like, you know make the banks around the uh the the first insertion did to, to like start doing the landing and it suddenly just starts tailing over to the to the right of the airport i'm like what's what's happening well whatever the autopilot's smart it knows what it's doing it lands me in a fucking cornfield and i'm just sitting there like um hello <laughs> i start I, I turn off the autopilot i start trying to coast the plane won't take off because the wind is blowing the wrong direction so i'm just sitting there in my boeing 747 coasting across the michigan <laughs> farmland trying to take off and just going in a straight beeline across open countryside because the airport which was like two minutes away uh, my autopilot decided was not where we were landing so yeah there's lots of little odd quirks like that with the game but i think it's charming that it doesn't work correctly i don't know there's if the simulator works perfectly it would be very dull for me so yeah so the second flight that i did i flew out of my airport to go to the big island the island that has the the volcano so i was like oh, okay yeah this is an easy flight it's only like a 50 minute flight if that so i took off nice and dandy i was like oh, okay yeah it's pretty cool like flying over maui Listening listening to generic, like, Hawaiian music to get in the mood. Do you actually just have music of your own, or is there a way of actually enabling a radio in-game? No, no, I have music of my own, but I was just playing okay. it. Because I was like, oh, I want to feel the mood of just going over the island, like those like those crummy infomercials that we have here about, hey, explore the islands with us. Come and, and ride Hawaiian Airlines. Not sponsored, uh, by the way. The, the true experience is only if you're watching, uh, like, a really grainy, tiny screen version of Lost in Translation while you're flying, because that movie is obligatory on every airline flight that goes for longer than two hours. <laughs> or, um, what, if we if we were flying out of Seattle, sleepless in Seattle or something like that. Yep. But yeah, yeah. So I, I oh, get to dude. the Big Island after Sorry. about fifty minutes. Sorry, let me let me finish my my yeah, little yeah, anecdote here. And so after fifty minutes, I'm making my descent to land, and then I found out that I went too fast, and the landing gear broke, and I died. <laughs> oh no! Good job. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I I wasted fifty minutes of my life, and I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna play this game for a while. <laughs> Uh, I actually flew the the private jet, and, and as I was flying, I was just like, wow, this interior is nice. I can see why people would want a private jet now, which is probably not a good thing. But it's like, it's so nice. The cushions are, like, really cushiony, and there's this... Oh, uh, yeah, foam, Timber's next like, by a, a private jet that he yep, can fly. Gotta pick, gotta pick that one up. <laughs> Except you're not allowed to actually go fast with it on short trips, so it's like, why even bother? But uh, I was just going to note, if you really want to go for, like, the, the authentic flight simulator experience, just make sure that you have those um, biscotti crackers with you and just be snacking on those wait, occasionally. Wait, 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 wait. The, the what? Biscotti ca- crackers or biscoff? Biscoff. Biscotti are cookies. 
well yeah biscotti are cookies but biscoff try to be biscotti they're just no, not no not, not at all not, not at all i'm sorry no, what they're not they're not related at all okay hold it's on like you know those oreos they tried really hard to be uh be uh ritz crackers but you know they just they just didn't get it right well now no, no, i need to look at the no i was thinking the right yeah they, they were the little biscoff cookies yeah but they're not trying to be biscotti you're probably right. Hold on. Yeah, they weren't yeah, not, they I'm weren't not, Biscotti I'm not at wrong. all. Let okay. me tell you my favorite phrase. Like, I'm not wrong. I don't know why I thought they were Biscotti cookies. Like, they were trying to taste like Biscotti, but they were cookie form. Yeah, I was, like, thinking to I mean, myself, what? What? Great, what? But they, <laughs> is great, but they really missed out on the flavor of gin. Don't know how they did that. Like, when you said Biscotti, I was like, those Italian, like, long-looking cracker of cookie things <laughs> no biscoff they're cookies. cookies they're twice based cookies biscoff cookies okay yeah they always have those they always have cheez it's and you basically eat those two things and either water no. or if you're a woman in your 40s you have a bottle of uh vodka of, uh, well usually they go with the bloody mineral, mary like the sparkling mineral oh yeah or the sparkling mineral or all that water well no, I, I. They also give you like those weird like Chex Mix things where it's like, it's like pretzels, Cheez Its, and like some weird mix of stuff you've never seen before. They're like, it's a it's a pub mix. You're like, it's 10 a.m. <laughs> Why are you giving me pub mix? By the way, the the drink cart's gonna be coming down. Have your credit cards ready to drink some morning gin. Oh, I don't I don't fly. I always flew international, so booze is free. Yeah, Delta booze is free for me, man. <laughs> Seriously? I've never been on an international flight where I was old oh, enough to actually enjoy that. You simply must, because they're like, do you want anything to drink? Like, do you have sake? They're like, yeah, here's the thing of sake. I'm like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> really? oh I was very I disappointed wait. when I, I went wait. to go visit you guys, Lou, mm-hmm. that I was just like, oh, so uh, it actually just pays. But the flight from, the flight that I took from here to Dallas, the drinks were free. Mm-hmm. And domestic, it's not free. Yeah, and then from Dallas to you, you guys, it was charged, but it was only like an hour and a half to two hour flight anyway. So, but that's that's very interesting. So is that about it for flight simulator? Yeah, that's <laughs> about it. I, I don't know if you can tell. I can barely contain my excitement for Microsoft Flight Simulator. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Well, the maybe most, the most joy that I got out of it was watching people attempt to do the most difficult landings in the world in that game because it <laughs> the, just, the just one that, like the dirt are. path or something. Yeah, the one where it's like, yeah, this is like a monastery in an abandoned island. Um, it goes up a hill. Good luck. Um, but yeah. I guess other than Flight Simulator, was there anything else you were playing, Ken? No, that that was pretty much it. The only the next thing I watched was the Nvidia, the, like the thirty series stuff. I'm just like yeah. I can't see I can't see any difference. Then again, I can't see like frame rate if it was like right up in my face. So. I so my excitement is not about the RTX three thousand coming out. It's about the fact that when it does, I can afford an RTX twenty sixty. So. How much are those going to, going down to? I don't know, but every time they do this, it usually drops a good hundred to hundred fifty. I mean, you might as well just get the three, th- the thirty seventy because the thirty seventy is like five hundred. 
that's well, a lot. I mean, my my budget for credit uh, what uh, credit cards what uh, graphics cards <laughs> is like usually two hundred fifty to three hundred. I don't like exceeding that because at that point I feel I'm overpaying. Uh, I hmm. see. Yeah. So, and they've kind of been creeping up in price lately. Yeah, I have to update my entire computer at this point if I'm going to run any of the modern cards. I need a new new card. I, I think can. My motherboard's fine. I'll be okay with my next upgrade. So if I get a RTX twenty something, I'll yeah. be fine. I'm pretty sure if I go for an RTX three thousand, it'll be way more powerful than my CPU can support. So there's yeah, I don't that... want a bottleneck, but. The only thing that's probably new in my rig right now is the power. Because the power died originally, so I had to get a new one within like the last year and a half, two oh, years. Rip. But, but yeah, everything else I have to I have to replace. I have to get a new motherboard and everything. But this computer's like four years old anyway, so I can go back to my past self I'd sell them. Don't be cheap. Get the ten sixty with six gigabytes of VRAM so that we don't have to buy another graphics card, but here I am. Three gigs of VRAM, big mistake. So, Gil, what about you? We missed you oh. for like the past, like yeah, yeah. You have a month and a half. You missed me. You missed me so much. I was last to get back to. <laughs> <laughs> um. So lately, I've been playing a lot more. I've just in general been playing more retro games. I'm finally incorporating horror back in the streams and stuff, though. Um. What was it I played recently? One of the games I mentioned earlier that like, I, I played on stream that I actually absolutely love, and I really don't want to wait to stream it again because I don't feel like it, was Hybrid Heaven. It was an N64 game that was like one of those weird gems that, on the N64 that actually wasn't garbage, like a lot of the, the gems, the gems, air quotes, on the system. And it's like Parasite Eve meets God Hand. It's fantastic. I need to get back to that, but it was super fun. But it has one of those battle systems where it will probably get boring to watch after a while. Because it's like just beating up these pig monsters and like different weird mutants. So I'm sure after a while it gets boring and there's no voice acting. So I have to read it. So I'm like, I'm probably just going to finish this off stream. But I played that. Um, I picked back up Fantasy Star Online 1. Fantasy Star Online 1. The original one. I've been playing that online on a fan server on the GameCube with my broadband adapter. That's what I've been doing the past like few days. But like in the past week I've been playing it off and on the PC or that. That's been fun. No one will join my games because I'm level like eight or nine, and they're level 192, so they don't come into my channel or my uh, my my uh, what do I call that thing? My team that I make. No one's come to help me at all. I mean, it's if been... you want to, I can join. I would love to play. Original. Do you have it on GameCube? Yeah, I have it on GameCube. I have the. If little... you set up, if you have it set up for GameCube, I'll play. Definitely. Okay. Okay, just let me know. Um, I'm on the. It's like S E H T H A K, like stack. I don't know. I don't know if you're supposed to pronounce it as a word or not. I'm playing okay. on that. Okay. That server. Well, uh, I'll text you later about that. I'm trying Sounds to convince like Tofu to, to get it as well. Because uh, he's. He'll acquire a digital copy of that for GameCube. And if he can get it set up like on a Wii or something, maybe we can play as well. I'm like, I just want more people to play this with. Because I don't know if anyone's ever played. Fancy Star Online, like when it was back on the Dreamcast or anything. I love that one. Oh, yeah. I don't like it's, 2 it's very much good. at all. It doesn't have the same aesthetics. There's no microtransactions. Like, it's a lot of playing through the same four areas, at least in Episode 1. I think Episode mm. 2 is the same, like another mm. four areas to play through. Yeah. Um, But, like, it's it's different enough. Like, it's... I know it's the same, and they, like, change up the layout of it each time, the, the enemy ones. But there's something very 
relaxing about it. Oh, and this no. year, I've just been trying to be like more of like when I'm playing games off stream, I want them to be nostalgia bait, cozy, whatever the fuck games. So that's why I've been playing a lot of new ones. Also, money. Money's another reason I'm not playing new games, but like, I just want cozy shit for off stream. Yeah, and no. Fantasy Star I, Online is cozy. I, I completely understand. Like, if I wanted to go back and replay that game, I loved Fantasy Star. Like, it was a really good game. It was it was ahead of its time, even on the oh, yeah. on the Dreamcast. It's uh, it was like ahead it was of like the time. first console MMO, I think. Yeah, and it 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 worked. It just worked, and it was really good. I've I remember first playing through and beating the dragon the first time. And that I was just, I just finally did that by myself cuz the first time I I used to play this back on the fan servers in like high school yeah. and yeah. I played for like maybe like I th- I feel like I played it for hours. It was probably closer to 15 or 20 hours total. Yeah. And like anytime I got to the dragon someone would one shot kill it for me. Finally yeah. did it for my by myself for the first time yesterday. I'm like it has been 15 years since well, I've been able to do this. So what what class and what what species um, are you? Cast Hunter. Cast Hunter. Okay. So it's funny, though, because I named my character Kyoryu. So they're like, Hunter Kyoryu. I'm like, ah, the <laughs> Japanese way of saying my name. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've been that... playing that. I, always, I used to pick a human or like a, like whatever like the those are because I don't like the, like the, the basically the, the dwarf, dwarf ones. I don't like them. Yeah. And I like the I like the cast because at least in this game I like all the designs. I don't know if it's the later ones I don't where they just get kind of a bit more anime. There's yeah, something they... about the art style of Fantasy Star Online because it's not anime at all. It yeah. is not anime. Yeah. It's very distinct Japan like Japanese Dreamcast looking, which also like Dreamcast was based off the Naomi architecture for arcade, so it looks like an arcade game. Hmm. So yeah, I like playing through that I have like daggers, a saber and uh, a gun, and that's all I have right now. Cause I always used to play the uh, the elf people, and the I always ones. and yeah, and I always played. I always play maged. So yeah, I everyone can learn magic after a while, right? Yeah, or it's just like... that they do basic, but the mage ones do the the higher level magic skills. And it's so interesting because like they just have like the worst like physical attacks, then, right? Yeah, they have the worst physical uh, attacks unless you have like a really good cane, mm-hmm. and even so, you have to rely on your mag anyway. Oh, that 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 was the that was my jam. I always used to mag mag farm, and always used to make sure that my mag was one of the better mags between the three or four friends that I used to play this game with. And, was, and you can get more than one mag, right? Yep. Okay, because like I've been kind of just like leveling this one up all willy nilly with whatever I have, just because I'm like I need anything right now. So like, but I'm like I'm pretty sure you can get more, so I can actually like properly level something up later. Mm. Uh yeah. You you weren't on the episode where we talked about Fantasy Star Online Two New Frontier, yeah? Um, I think when they announced it, maybe I was there, but that we didn't really get too far into it because I didn't play a lot of two. I probably mm. played two for about five hours. It just didn't click with me. Yeah, so New Frontiers, it's looking to become the Final Fantasy XIV Realm Reborn of mm. two because they're wiping the board of all that. Pretty much only your mag and your aesthetics will carry over, but all, mm. all your money, your Mooney, all your EXP will right. just it's reset. Krista. What is it called on there? 
What is their uh, currency? Like, no, Meseta is like the basic one, but they have arc, arc dollars? Yeah, arc dollars. Arc uh, like, all of it doesn't carry over. So you're just starting refresh. So. That's very, it's very bold of them and brave for them to not carry over your microtransactions. Yeah, but all the aesthetic stuff. So, like, if you bought mags, if you bought all your your mag upgrades to make them mm-hmm. look a certain way, those would carry over. It's just that it'll reset to one. Okay. So I'm I'm looking forward to the game because I I was the same. I tried to, it didn't click. I played a good like hour, couple hours with it, and it wasn't clicking. Mostly because I was so, I was reminding myself of how good one was. Mm. That two wasn't clicking for it for me. Like two, like the things it sped up and stuff like that. But like for me, it felt like because it was more like Monster Hunter, and it just was not hitting to me what Monster Hunter was good at yet. Yeah, and it was like I mean I played it. I played when I moved to Japan and then I tried it again like a year or two ago and I'm just like, it's just not clicking. Like I, cause monster hunter world had already come out at that point. So I'm like, it's not as good as fantasy star online one in my mind. And yep. it's trying to be monster hunter, but monster hunter world has pretty much blown this out of the water. So feel bad for so, anyone getting in on it now. Yeah. So yeah, especially now because the, the, the new frontier stuff is looking to blow everything out of the water. They're restructuring everything. especially like, aesthetic wise that, that that was the whole thing for me i couldn't get over the aesthetic of two mm-hmm. because they're they really tried to be anime with two they really yeah, went, tried to be it went far more generic anime and looking like hatsune miku bullshit yeah so i i couldn't get behind that coming from 14 which is a well-oiled well-polished game but that looks like they're trying to do that with new frontier oh god so many people, like, in my community have started getting on 14 lately, and I don't know what it is. I guess because everyone's still stuck at home. No, it's it's, be- it's because the new patch came out for 5.3, mm-hmm. and that kind of streamlined certain events for the story. So you're not doing, like, a 160-somewhat quest to get to endgame. Is the tutorial better now? It's still the same, but you're oh. it's sped up. Like, the ma- major story beats of, hey, go to this person talk to this person they just cut that out and put it into like a a cutscene. Nice. so that that's one I, thing I, if they can ever make it so i can skip the tutorial without having to pay money or something i'll definitely be all over it but the tutorial's got awful and i can't get yeah that the, the startup of the game i can give you that because it, it takes a while to get the ball rolling once you go to the other worlds that's when it kind of picks up but everything else after that first like I want to say like twenty or like not even twenty, like fifteen hours or so. It's it's kind of a slog. I I can agree with you on that because where me and our other friend are re, re, restarted because Mujihi is finally gonna latch on. So hmm. so I've restarted a new character. I I'm I'm playing like three different characters now, including this one. But this time I'm gonna be a healer. So. This all my logic that I've been using to learn how to become a DPS and tank is it's useless. Granted, 14's, 14's healing, especially if you're a white mage, you can DPS fairly well in this game now. But, but regardless, it's it's New Frontier is looking really good, and I can't wait to see more information about it. And mm. it's going on all the major consoles, including Switch. Which is really when that weird. comes out, I'll give it another shot. I I downloaded 
the Steam version of Fantasy Star Online 2. I'll see if I get into that, but we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. We'll see how long I stick on Fantasy Star Online 1, but like I move that into the living room. I have basically I have basically the month to myself. Girlfriend's <laughs> working overnights. So yeah. like I'll see her at like six thirty or like, you know, um I'll see her at like three thirty when she wakes up. She goes to work by five and then she comes home while I'm streaming, so I'll have basically the day to myself. Like when I'm done with this, I'm gonna go play Final Final or Fantasy Star Online, probably. So we'll figure that out then. Outside yeah. of that, I have been collecting the hell out of N64 games. I have. I'll just go through the five most, the four most recent ones I have bought. I bought Bomberman Hero, Yoshi Story. And Kirby 64, none of which have I have ever played through all the way before. I have rented mm. all but Bomberman, mm. but I've never finished them. Which and these Bomberman are all in Japanese, this? too. Hero. Okay. And you but said I, this, um, these were the Japanese versions, right? Yeah, because they're significantly cheaper, and I don't really think you need like language ability for any of these games. No, you don't. I was going to say, but, did you want the English version for Yoshi Story? I, I, sure. I still have my N64 stash. Whatever people have for N64 that they don't want, I will take. Okay. Um, I got these three. I got them for like $25 together. They're Japanese copies. My friend, my girlfriend's friend 3D printed a region-free tray for me so I could play Japanese and U.S. games now. Mm. I have a retro tank for this thing. Mm. I'm looking into buying, after this next payout, I think I'm going to buy a um, an RGB mod for my N64 and install it myself. Hmm. And then get the um, HD retrovision thing, so I can have like the best quality N sixty four I can have. I then play like, you know, play Donkey Kong sixty four again. <laughs> but I got all I got I was, all those. I was gonna say because like once once I get the ball rolling on on traveling again, I can finally go to Japan and help you get the N sixty four games a little bit more. Oh nice, so. yeah, because they'll be they're super cheap. There's only a few that are really expensive, but like most of them are cheap. Yeah. The last one I bought, I did actually buy a US game cuz someone told me and I will I'm going to name them Akiba Red underscore in <laughs> my community told me this game was good. And he's like you should get it. I remember it being good. I'm like, "Okay. I seen it at the store. It's the only Power Rangers game on the system." Oh. Like, "You know what? I'll buy it. It was $8. It's in a black cartridge. I don't have it." So I bought Power Rangers Lightspeed Rescue. You know what's not a good game, Timber Taft? <laughs> Power Rangers Lightspeed Rescue for the N64. Oh my god, this game is so bad. But now out of like sheer morbid curiosity, I'm going to play through it somehow. It's just like, you don't get to pick which character you're as. So like you randomly go through stages and like you have punching and kicking. One goes in one direction, one goes in the other. But like you shoot out... Like, a burst of energy when you do a punch and a kick, so you don't even have to actually punch or kick anything. And you go through the stages, beating up monsters, and saving people, and getting the gems. And then every few stages you have a Megazord. Then you, you know, every few stages you have a vehicle fight. Or vehicle stage. Where you're automatically scrolling right on a stage, and you move up and down in this really bad controls. Trying to pick people up, and, or shoot water at cars that are on fire it's really stupid they're all the same stage then after that you have a megazord stage the way the megazords work is you're in first person and the a and b buttons shoot rockets 
and laser beams. And when you get close to another one, it goes into third person and starts beating the crap out of them. But, like, very jankily. So they can move, move away while you're doing this, and it'll keep flipping back and forth between third and first person. And it's jarring. It's super jarring. And the characters, like, the, the robots kind of, like, slide around in the arena. This is a very bad game. But this at is least a very got, bad game. At least you got the black cartridge, which makes it kind of unique as yeah, far as, so like, now I have, the collectible thing. So now I have two black cartridges and one yellow cartridge. I'm going to be getting a blue cartridge game soon. I need to get some red cartridges. Do you not have Majora's Mask like... yet with the gold cartridge? Oh, sorry. I forgot to have a gold cartridge with that. I have the gold sparkly one with the... um. Yeah, lin- with the holograph. Lenticular. Yeah, that's yeah. what I've got. I have the the gray cartridge version of Ocarina. I wish I had the gold cartridge, but like I'm not spending that much money on that. Yeah, if I had a garage same. sale, I'll grab it, but like, it's not worth it to me. Yeah. But, to me, yeah, to I me, I think like, the uh, t- to me, I think the games are always about the nostalgic attachment when it comes to that physical element. Like at this point, I'm more nostalgic for the gray cartridge of Ocarina of Time because that's the one I had, and the gold one just feels mm-hmm. wrong because I'm like, this is, doesn't this isn't what I had. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. definitely. Like anytime I see them, like this feels weird because like I have a gray cartridge and gold cartridge, um, uh, Legend of Zelda on NES, and the gold cartridge feels right, and the gray one feels weird, but like the gray one's in much better quality. I um I actually just finished fixing my NES. It was missing. I took out the thirty two the seventy two pin connector in high school because my stepbrother gave me a broken one. The pin that connector is somewhere in my boxes back at my dad's. So I just bought a repro one, which is really really fucking tight, and I'm afraid of pulling things in and out of the system because I have to like yank them out by taking off the lid. So it's mm. not even screwed together, but it works now. It works. Yay. Yeah, but like I just been collecting old games now cartridges. Um, they're very pleasing to hold, and they make good noises, and they la- they're usually better quality than any disc I've ever bought. So they'll they'll last. Too. The only problem that I have with cartridge based games is that they have a CMOS battery inside that is is basically the ticking time bomb of how long that game will work before it just explodes. Oh, you just then just you have to replace the battery. the battery. Yeah, yeah. It's not but, hard. It's really not hard to replace the batteries. I'd rather have that happen because, like, even if it like breaks and there's corrosion, you can pretty much get rid of the corrosion on a cart on a um, like on a board as long as it doesn't seep in too much. And then, like, the batteries are easier to replace. The thing with discs, though, is if you get a scratch on a disc, there it goes. Like on like the wrong side of the disc, if it's on the label side, it's that that's that's basically a death sentence. I learned over the week that um Saturn games are apparently really shoddily made, so like all of them have disc rot, or they will soon. What were those? Saturn games. Oh. Because my copy of Nights in a Dreams has a scratch on the label side. I'm like, please run for the love of God. <laughs> but you so can I'm, get the I'm PC version in... of that one. It's not the same. <laughs> uh, true. Emulate, like, it's not like as bad as like emulated 2 game, 2D games where like you can see the, um, the flickering and like the car- like the sprites flicker in and out because they're, it just can't render them right for some reason. Well, I'm not even talking like, about an emulated version. Like they have no. I know. I I own it on Steam. I know yeah. it's an HD version, but it's not the same. I want like mm-hmm. you know the 20 FPS that gives me nausea. Timber, <laughs> give me nausea or give me death. I want to have a bad time. Okay, that's the motto of all the stuff I do. I, I mean, want that's, to have that's a the bad motto, time. That, that is the motto of most of the games that we all play. Let's be real. We all love bad games. 
we we all have awful I mean, awful taste in video games and that's fine especially you with with glover someone was talking about glover today and like i pulled out a copy of it they're like i didn't expect you to pull out a copy of glover i'm like mm-hmm like my friend is made of co- of like his like <laughs> cellular structure is copies of Glover. of Glover. He's made no, of just, Glover. <laughs> it's it's like Genova in Final Fantasy. You know how they implanted cells of Genova on people all over the world, and like the theory is that the cells will try to return to Genova's body. That's what it's like. But copies of Glover in Timber. <laughs> Glover was made from his body, from his flesh, and was spread out in the world, and they will slowly return to him and reform him into oh just a giant God. hand. I do event. I don't. Hmm. I haven't. It's a win. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm not. I'm not even like joking. Maybe because I currently have a blank slot. I'm going to finish Doom because I already started that. But once that's off the table, I think I'll actually fill that slot with Glover. We're going to do it. Can someone draw me an Eldritch Horror version of the Glover glove? Wouldn't that just like, be I the just villain like... of Glover? Because they already have an evil Glover. I don't. I don't remember. I haven't played through Glover in years. I have never finished Glover because that game's really hard. But like, like you know how like Genova over time just like becomes more monstrous and eldritch looking. I want that, but it's gonna be Glover and it's gonna be you. <laughs> like this is Timber's true form, and it's just like a bunch of Glover hands coming out of like I don't know carrot from Final Fantasy twelve. Oh my god. <laughs> Deepest lore for Timber. This is deep Timber lore. Uh, there's... We're gonna take it. We're gonna take down carrot today. Five months later, we'll find got rid of t- got rid of a uh, carrot. Yeah, if I ever had a following, I'm not sure how it, like a, a really big following. I don't know how I'd ever explain the carrot meme. <laughs> what about your dad? What, what about oh, he's the singer of ozone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, there's the yeah ozone. We got ozone. We got carrot. You know, it's 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 bad that I cannot remember my own. Chest memes. blindness, chest blindness. That's a that's was an always, alchemy fox. Uh, motto well, it was always funny me. to have that come up, especially when I, you were playing Dark Souls and you were you finished uh, that fight with what's her name? Not Siegfried and Roy. Uh, uh, are we talking about uh, the? I almost said Hecuba, the the freaking spider lady, right? Like no, 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 the gigantic. Like after you beat those two knights and in um in Orodio, that one area. Like, you go in there, there's this just, like, giant, well-endowed woman, and you're just, like, looking around the room. We're like, Timber, there's boobs. <laughs> and, and and I think even, like, Alchemy Fox is like, he has chest blindness. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I was even aware that that happened. But, you know, the, that's the, the chest blindness runs deep. Um, I'll, I'll own that. I think, I think that was all as far as, like, games I've been playing. Well, I've been playing, like, probably other shit, too. I've been playing stuff on stream. But mainly Fantasy Star and just random N64 games. I'm just, I've been going full on retro just like trying to relive, not my childhood, but relive the good parts of my childhood, the parts I remember. <laughs> I actually ha- did have quite a few games I played that were not uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 um, that That's I'd be okay. happy to don't, discuss. We, yeah. <laughs> um, we, we have other things we can talk about. Oh, good, good. Yeah. No. Uh, like so, how this morning I woke up to the the hashtag Pokemon Master Sex. Because <laughs> somehow someone at Game Freak or whoever runs, probably DNA, decided that post- Pokemon Masters EX deserved its own paid hashtag on Twitter. So this was an official verified hashtag with like, uh, a, um, I think it was red from, from Pokemon, I want to say from Persona. It was red from Pokemon Red and Blue, like that little like sprite 
next to it. So it was official, but it was low, all lowercase Pokemon Masters EX. So everyone today is like, why is Pokemon Master Sex trending? But I think that's the entire story <laughs> to that one. <laughs> that's, Breaking that's news, everyone. Pokemon Master it's, Sex. It's still up. I don't know who decided it was a good idea, but someone got fired today. Someone <laughs> definitely got fired today. It's the reason Ash Ketchum went on his journey. It was just so his mom could bang Mr. Mime. Yep. I was trying to think of anything else in my end. Oh, Ubisoft has these terrible emotes on Twitch. I don't know if you've seen them, but they're all hexagon-shaped. Hexagon. So they had this new game out, and I refuse to learn what it's called. I'm just going to call it Hexagon. But there was one of those things that if you cheered so many bits in a channel at a time or did resubs, people got, like, gift emotes, and they could have them. They're all these really, really boring-looking emotes. Let me, um... Let me find them. Ubisoft... Hex emotes. Image search. Okay, from, from Hyperscape. Hyperscape is the name of the game. I'm going to forget this like in five seconds. That is a very But they have name. it. Oh, it's not good. But like, you could get all these different emotes. Here it is. But these would come by. So like, you would unlock them. I think there might be a couple more than that. But most of them are hex gun shaped. And oh, no. tell me what any of, tell me what most of those would be useful for outside of talking about Hyperscape. Dude, that okay. I I mean, I can appreciate the cheese. The cheese could the work. Cheese one um, people like. The crown could be useful, and maybe the tiger. I I mean, I know you like Hexgober. I don't actually like Hexgober. <laughs> I will explain this in a second. Though. I'll actually explain that. But uh, like, there's a lot of those are like. One of them looks like a loading circle from a Mac. One of them's just a computer. One's no, an infinity sign. Literally, all of these look like generic skill icons from a video game that are supposed mm. to mean like this is a double jump and this lets you see through walls. Like it's the the Deus Ex Human Revolution skills tree. Like why would I want yeah. that? I don't I don't understand what the point of doing these were because before they had the Pride Month ones. They had the ones for Christmas, or, you know, like, Haha ha Holidays one. They've had two different ones for Pride, two different ones for Holidays. Like, they've done things like this before, where you cheer, you cheer, you get emotes, or people can get them. This one's the first one I know that's specific to a certain game that is new. It might not even be, I think it's out. But, like, Ubisoft paid for this to happen. They paid for us to get these. Most of them are absolute garbage. And, like, one of them is based on a meme currently, the whatever go burr. Like Ubisoft is trying so hard to be the to be like a cool kid. They're like uh what's his name? The Hello Fellow Kids guy, like holding like the backwards baseball cap and holding a uh a um like uh skateboard. I can't talk. But like it they're trying too hard and we have the stupid hex go burr one, which I am currently co opting in place of F's in the chat. So when someone dies in a game, like, can we get some hex go burr in the chat? I've been so annoying with it. That one of the people on my my Twitch team has banned has banned that emote from being <laughs> being made. So like, so there's this one. I'll post them in our thing. So there's Hex Burr, and then it looks like Chieri made Hex H E C K S Go Burr for me and added it without. I didn't know they added it, but I'm not upset. And no, for Brogan, who is the person in my chat that got mad, um, I made Hex Go Brogan. To piss her off, <laughs> broken. 
that's her name is brogan i know it's just funny to i, I don't know the word brogan is a, is a meme to me from age of empires because it anytime you click shoe. on the guys they just be like brogan it means shoe okay well apparently the age of empires guys really want shoes every time i click on them but like th- either way this is like such a stupid thing that they did i know this is a dumb thing to even complain about but like they're so unnecessary and no one can use them I'm just mad because I do, like, you know, colon and then, like, you know, type in part of the emote to just get the list to pop up to make it faster. I like to use hyper. All of their default ones, like, the like the the the, um, the one side is hyper. So, you get the list of 15 shitty emotes when you're just trying to find the dude holding scissors above his head. I'm like, I don't want this, and I cannot get rid of them. You cannot get rid of them. Because you can't delete emotes that are permanent, as far as I know. That and this was, is just like, go ahead. Oh, so that was the one regret I had when I finally got a second emote for my channel was that it was no longer that easy to get the Timber 2 Rower, which I had grown accustomed to being the first thing that pops up when I type the word Tim. Well, just make the other one not things that are after or before the letter R. Good point. It's all based on how you name them. <laughs> True. This yeah, is you your, know, maybe this I is can your fix own that. fault. I can fix this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. But, like, they did this. I don't understand why they did. Like, I don't know what Ubisoft is getting at because the only reason I'm even talking about this game is because I'm annoyed of it and I'm never going to touch it. If they think this is going to get people to play their game, they're probably really fucking wrong because Ubisoft likes to jump on meme trains and it's really like it's cringier than when Nintendo retweets memes. Or that one time that they accidentally, uh, I'm not going to say that one on here, actually. They they, they missed the L in Wiggler. And they oh, were trying to do no. Wiggler Wednesdays. Oh, no. And no one caught it before it went out, so there's an, a missing L for Wiggler Wednesdays. <laughs> so, like, this Hexco Burr one, what is this going to be useful for? What is this going to be useful for at all? None of these emotes are useful for anything. And, like, I don't know if I like the idea of paid advertisement like this with global, and channels yeah, global and stuff like this. paid advertising i don't i don't like the idea of it at all it feels and to piggy good it, it feels wrong uh it, it's kind of like it's kind of the 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 poison that infected youtube a couple years back is finally hitting twitch where they're like okay we've become the you know the top dogs in this arena we can basically do whatever we want now and then they do right mm-hmm and to piggyback off this, um, I don't know if you saw Burger King, one of their advertisement like um, like firms was going around and using the TTS on streamers uh, um, streams. So they donate like three or five bucks or whatever it was to hit the TTS and do advertisements for Burger King. This is like within the past two weeks that they've been doing this. So like you'd get like three bucks cheered from something and they'd be like, don't forget to go get the, you know, Impossible Burger at Burger King or shit like that. Yeah. And people have been mad. I wouldn't care. Burger King, come give me as much money as you want. I will mute the notification when I hear it come by, and I'll probably talk about something different. But definitely give me your money. I will take your money. It's also, like, Burger King, how much money will you give me to learn the speed run for Sneak King? Just throwing that out there. I own it. How much money will you give me to speedrun Sneak King? Hashtag Sneak King Go Burr. It's too bad that Burger King is 
literally the worst one you could eat out of pretty much any of the fast food chain options. You mean Burger King? Oh my god. <laughs> Heck. Heck <laughs> go Burger King. Well, you've just you've just given them like so much meme material for their next advertising campaign. <laughs> They could they could have a joint deal with Hyperscape. Uh, they missed opportunity because the Hyperscape thing's over now. Well, they can do it again. I'm sure they made a lot of money from people who, for some reason, still bought it anyway. Right. Well, that was basically everything I wanted to talk about. What did you guys want to talk about? I just wanted to get that out of the way because I wanted <laughs> to complain about something. I've been in a very complaining mood today. Well, uh, so... Beyond uh, Metal Gear, I have also hopped through uh, a couple of different games. Uh, the most prominent of them uh, is Final Fantasy IX. I finally started uh, to play Final Fantasy IX. That groan tells me you're not a fan. Why Why do you guys insist on boring me today? Why do you not like Final Fantasy IX? This one's actually pretty good. The character design, the characterization of the characters, the fact it's high, like more high fantasy after two very nice, uh, slowly modernizing and science fictiony like ones. Also, Queena. I, I didn't mind the the characters too much so far. Actually, Zidane uh, is a creep, and he's just always like looking up girl skirts. True, Zidane is definitely like he 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 loves the women. Uh, Steiner, I th- I really like the character development in Steiner so far. Uh, he's not like just a. What disc are you on? Uh, one. I'm on. I'm on the first disc. I didn't get very far, guys, but I did play far enough to have gotten through the initial bit. Uh, and before going further on the initial bit, I just wanted to comment on the jump rope mini game that distracted me for far longer than it should have. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is hard. The card game that you have to play, and the whole reason you do that mini game is so you can get cards to then beat other people. But I don't, I don't know if I fully grasp the rules of that game. Um, what was that? Tetralink? Is that the name? So, did did you perform well in the beginning? Yeah, did you get one hundred percent? Yes, I did one hundred percent. I did the nobles. I did do that. Yes, I did. I did have to go through several encores but i did eventually get the hundred on it did I you wish... like the the easter egg that they put in the poem for seven and eight i don't think i actually realized it was an easter egg i thought it was supposed to be a uh so a he calls he called the queen <laughs> no he calls like no cloud will go in my way no squall will ever oh my god how did ever... i notice this wow yeah he says that in like the beginning like poem stuff Okay. All right. Yeah. the The play within a play was very interesting to, um, to watch, just because that's a very I don't know. I, I do feel like Final Fantasy always had this, at least the earlier ones had this obsession with trying to somehow mimic or at least present Shakespearean elements in their stories. They wanted it to be the Shakespeare of video games in a lot of ways. Uh, and that really shows sometimes, like the uh, Shakespeare just loved doing play within plays in a lot of his different shows, and Final Fantasy IX was probably the most on the nose. I think Final Fantasy VI had something similar too, didn't it? Um, 
So Final Fantasy VI had the opera. Yeah, so six had the opera, nine has a has a play. I guess seven had the whatever they did with Cloud dressing up in that one scene. Uh eight had the well, concert. Oh yeah, the concert. Okay. At Fisherman Wharf. Ten had what did ten have? Blitzball. Blitzball. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, no, had no. it had 10-2 It had that entire like stage concert Several times with Yuna I mean do you remember all the side content in 13? No I didn't get very far in 13 Yeah there isn't any that's the joke <laughs> Oh no <laughs> You get to the open area in 13 They're like you probably want to get back on the, on the straight line path Because all the yeah. monsters here will murder you Because you're too low level Yep that was the problem with 12. It didn't have a concert or a play or an opera or anything. Or interesting characters. It, it had Carrot. It had Carrot. It had Carrot, and it had that time where he ran around and said you were Bosch, Von Ronsenberg of Delmasca. Which is a terrible part to do, by the way. <laughs> it takes a while to understand you, you actually what's happening there. You to the wrong person, so your entire bar yep. completed. Yeah. I think you were the one that I did not understand why my bar was getting depleted until you came in and you're like, "Hey, did you know that like when you do you that, de- <laughs> it de- depletes it if certain of these particular like robed people see you doing it?" I was like, "Oh, that's why I can't beat this to save my life." Um, but yeah, I I, th- I thought the characterization was pretty pretty good. It is. The only problem I really have with it is the fact that it looks on par visually with like non-cutscene Final Fantasy X, but lacks the voice acting. So there's a lot of reading of lines from characters, and sometimes I'm just like, "Oh yeah, yeah." Especially I'm... with with the amount of dialogue that they did have in nine. Yeah. yeah. You're just scrolling through paragraphs. You're like, holy crap. <laughs> wait, till, wait wait, till you get to disc 3 and you have to learn about good old Gaia. Oh, man. I, I, I did think that the starting crew that he had on board the the, the ship, though, like, uh, and yeah. even even when it crash-landed, like, the, the reactions of the characters of being like, holy crap, are we going to die here? Like, it, the, it all feels... V- very realistically conveyed in the reactions to the situations even though how they ended up there was fairly ridiculous and not explained yet at that point precisely why they did the things they did but did you like the wiggler dragon in the beginning i'm trying to think wiggler dragon uh, the it the dragon of the boss guy in the beginning of the game basically his neck isn't really attached to it so it just looks like it's flopping about I'm trying to think I made it to it's, the. It's the first. It's the first guy that you face. <laughs> Why can't Your I boss. remember? Is is this? Your... Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yes, yeah. Okay, him in the costume. Yes, that was hilarious. Yes. <laughs> um, unfor- I, I did waste a couple potions in that fight, which I'm not. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have done. <laughs> so uh, wait, did you get to the the ice mage then? I made it all the way to the Ice Mage, and that's the first death of the game that I had because I used yeah. my overdrive yeah, thing, and that, immediately that, the dragon was just like, screw you. Yeah, so that's your first stoppage of, do you know how to play this game correctly, bro? 
my my childhood was listen was literally listening to that boss theme song over and over again because <laughs> I was a dumb kid that did not know how to play this correctly because I was doing it as eight and I overpowered myself by drawing as much magic because this is a totally different system from eight. I was like, oh, I'll just attack everyone, just grind. No, 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 no. I'll just go ahead and fight the boss. You can't do that. You have to grind first because if you don't grind, you're gotta, not prepared gotta for this guy. learn all the abilities from all the different hats. Yeah, you gotta learn all the different abilities first, Hold on, and then so... you can go fight the ice mage. Unless you're gonna die to the stupid dragon because you're too you're stupid to go like, oh, the tutorial wants me to do overdrive and go kill him immediately. Yeah, sure. I don't like trance. Trance was like shitty limit break. I mean, I didn't. I didn't mind it. I did find like I did find that the GUI for it is a little bit more obtuse than I would like. Since initially I was like, okay, so I have trance, and there there are two trances I can do, and and one of them doesn't really seem like an attack. It's just sort of a thing. It just boosts. Yeah, it it's just a boosted it. normal. I'm like, why would I do this? Yeah, trance is stupid. Yeah. So, but speaking of Final Fantasy IX. I've been on this huge um, Bring Arts kick also, so I've been getting all of their stuff. So I have I have Zidane and Dagger, and then I have Vivian Steiner. So they're, they're and they're just little mini things because they're they're just like how Final Fantasy Nine is. They're just little people. Just just so. just little people. I don't know. I I really I didn't think I would enjoy Steiner because anytime I saw him in the like trailers or even just like people other people's playthroughs of the game and i'd see him his character I'd be like he looks ridiculous he looks like he's a, a, a big dumb big dumb doo-doo head yeah, hey you don't the like the, the big game, he looks the most ridiculous but uh then you know i actually come to understand his character better i'm like oh he tries so hard <laughs> and for some reason that's far more endearing than i expected yeah so once you once you get to VV stuff too, it's really good. Once you get to the Black Mage's town or village, it's very interesting. And apparently, Ooh. there's like kids fighting out nearby my house. Uh, Are they the Black Mages? <laughs> yeah, they're the Black Mages. Uh, beyond Final Fantasy IX, I also played um, probably my favorite game from the rotation that came from an indie was a game called Ghost of a Tale. Uh, this came out a couple years ago. It was actually made by an ex-DreamWorks animator, and as a result, it's actually pretty gorgeous for having been made by, like, three people. But the premise is basically you're a mouse who's been locked up in prison by the rats, and and so you you have to break out. The premise is very simple. Like, you're just, you're just escaping prison and trying to find your wife who went missing and uh, your son, he's dead. Uh, I guess that happened. Uh, everything about it kind of plays like a game of Thief where the it's easy enough to get through. Like, you don't have to be a good stealth gamer because the rats really don't... They're not super fast, so you can definitely outrun them in a lot of cases. So it's not really challenging, but there's still a lot of tension there because you never really know what's lurking around the next corner. And uh, to top that off... There are a lot of instances where they introduce characters that you can talk to who have pretty witty written dialogue and a lot of underlying lore for this world they're building out that's some kind of cross between Redwall and Secret of Nim. 
So I found it entertaining, especially because it, it gives me those vi that vibe for those books that I read when I was a kid. And there are very few games out there that really scratch that itch. I think the only other one that I played that kind of hit similar notes was... Uh, oh, shoot. What was... Ar Armello, I believe. And that one was way different in style because it was more of a turn-based strategy game instead of an actual, like three-dimensional you're in the in the world role playing this character kind of thing uh, so i i had fun with it i think it's a it's a very cute game and beyond that it's just very pretty to look at like every blade of grass sways in the wind with the sun beaming down or the moon beaming down depending on what time of day because time does pass real not real time but it does pass over time so you got to be mindful of how you're approaching certain areas after that i played a game called epic battle fantasy 4 this one i ended up liking more than i expected but it is still effectively what i thought which was a me getting through like the first boss and then going hey why did everybody on steam say this is a good game and then after doing a little bit of research i went oh i get it this was originally a flash game that got ported to steam so that's why everybody says it looks gorgeous because it looks very pretty for a flash game it it probably kicked everybody's butts when it was on new grounds in terms of visual fidelity but if i'm comparing it against the steam library it just doesn't hold a candle did one of those shut down recently are all of them like new grounds and albino black sheep i'm sure that they're they either going to need to shut down they'll either need to shut down or basically completely abandon slash archive their uh, flash games because there there's not going to be any support for it going into 2021 they would have to convert mm. over to http to http html5 instead and definitely most of that game library i don't think that the original developers for those have any interest in going back and making html versions you want to go back to the game that you made when you were 16 right so i guess this guy made the right call by porting it over to steam because that's kind of that's what they have to do right like if they want their game to persist after the the flash apocalypse of 2020 they're going to need to have it in a platform that will allow a flash game to run that is not a browser okay, well is anything going right this year everything's gone to hell even flash games what i mean <laughs> i mean there's a huge security vulnerability in flash which is why it's going away uh, so it's technically a good thing it's just you know, the, the, the games are the sacrifice to the, the Flash God. Uh, but, yeah, that one was interesting. It played a lot like a Final... It's a, it's a Final Fantasy clone with very crude kind of meme humor. But something about the actual gameplay of it just felt good. Like, it felt like there was a lot of tactical decision-making that I did not expect for something so basic in terms of its premise and its uh conveyance so it's not bad uh definitely not my first pick for a game that i would play but just as a random pick this up and try i was like you know this is better than it could have been i also played a bit of n plus plus this is like a this this was like just a whatever uh it's a 
it's such a raw gameplay game. Basically playing this made me realize that this is like the thing that I hate the most in video games, when it's just a raw gameplay. Like, this is a platformer. In this platformer, you are a stick figure, and this stick figure goes on platforms with varying velocities to achieve the goal. You go, cool. I don't like games like that. What is, what is my character's motivation? You're a stick figure. Okay. Like, I don't need to have like a deep narrative background to them, but like... I don't like those games. Yeah. Like, the controls were tight, and I did enjoy it for, like, you know, a half hour maybe of just going through the levels and getting gold on one of the missions and then being like, okay, I, I get it. I understand what this is. Uh, but it, it, I think the problem I have with those for me is, especially when they have an addictive property to them, no kind of game makes me feel like I'm wasting my time more than a raw gameplay game because I never feel like there's any real motivating or driving purpose or thing that I get at the end of it that makes it worth my while to quote-unquote beat it, right? Like, how do I beat mm. N++? Oh, well, I'll have done all the levels. Okay, what do I get for doing that? Well, the credits. Cool. I mean, where's what's my incentive beyond just being able to say, I did this, can you do that? I don't think you can do that. That's why I like narrative RPGs, because usually the payload for actually getting through all of the game that's there is that I get to see the story through to its logical conclusion. Mm-hmm. Even if the story's not anything to write home about. I mean, it's not like Super Mario 64 was captivating me with its immersive storytelling, but at least there was a premise. There is a princess. I must save her. Excuse and at the end... you? I wanted cake. You wanted cake. You know what the biggest reward in the N64 Mario game was? Hearing that goddamn end credit theme. That made the whole thing worth it. You know what's got really boring level designs? Super Mario 64. (laughs) Alright. Totally not a controversial opinion. Which they're just places. They're just things put together. What the hell? What do you mean they're just places? What of course they're places. No, no, it's like Womp's Fortress. So here's this floating mess of things cobbled together in the sky. Yeah, the, I mean, that's the kind of place that a Thwomp would live in, man. But that, what is it? That is Thwomp it's, it's aesthetic in a nutshell. Put together. It's just things put together. It's just random shit. <laughs> They're all bo- Most of the levels in Mario 64 are boring. Whoa, They're all okay. boring, just like generic no. boring. No, wrong, false. Character, character, or like um, world design in N64 games did not get interesting until Banjo Kazooie. I At do least all you're those. Say Donkey Kong 64 there. That came after that. Came after that, and even then, those are a bit more on the generic side. But like all, like there's no like thematic connection between anything in the Mario 64. They're just places you go. They're just places you go. There's like five characters total in the game that aren't mario all the bowser levels just look like random shit floating in like a really weird windows 95 fire background it looks like hell from spawn if you ever I looked mean, at if you ever see the movie spawn and it was just like three guys standing in front of like a green screen they put fire behind them that's only the second of the bowser levels the first one has a like teal aesthetic that's really interesting as well as that like, like blue lego brick like pattern platforms. you're walking on they're just like they're just platforms in like a space of nothingness. 
Oh, but I love the third. The third Bowser level that's like yeah, got that boring. purple they're background. Boring. Everything's looping over itself. You got the Zappy well, Boys. The only thing that has aged well of Mario 64 is, the, is like the gameplay of like the actual minute to minute gameplay. The actual world designs are boring. They're just places you go. I I, I, I understand what you're saying they're about not the worlds. abstraction they're just, of them, but I, I would just agree with calling you it go. boring. I can't. It's boring. No. No, like if For you someone go, who can't get into games dry unless they have world, like a strong okay? narrative, they need a, my games need a str- what is my character's purpose? Why is he jumping up and down on platforms? Mario doesn't have any of that. I was just saying wet dry world. The interesting thing with it is it you know, you go into this compartmentalized area and suddenly you just have like a town there. Like I understand what you're saying, it's a bit disjointed. None of the stuff makes sense, but it's not boring like it's it's interesting it's, it's unexpected it's it's kind of there's a there's a random element to it that just kind of keeps you on your feet with it because you're like, like what's I gonna will, happen i, I literally don't know what's gonna happen i will never understand how super mario 64 is such like a strong has like a strong strong place in people's minds when like super mario sunshine was the it but better all the worlds are colorful vibrant interesting i know they're different platforms or whatever but banjo kazooie was on the same platform it's Mario 64, and it was able to be more interesting. I'm not going to argue that Banjo-Kazooie isn't good. I do like the worlds in that game, too. It's just, I, I think that there is a, a charm and flavor to the world design of Mario 64 that is interesting and unique to it. There aren't really mm-hmm. too many games that are that you know that, that have that cobbled together feel and i think a lot of it does stem from the fact that it's rudimentary 3d at a time when they didn't know what the fuck they were doing so they just kind of you know here's this sliding oh, cheese brick that you walk on to get to bowser and i'm like okay i mean cool. it can be it can be good for its time but that doesn't mean it not make it not boring it's just things cobble together in the sky why does almost everything have like a you could fall off the sky i like fall off in like fall into the infinite sky and die it's so much stuff has that <laughs> the most interesting world in that game is bob on battlefield bob battlefield is probably the most cohesive one it's like the only one where like i can understand how this works and then you get to thwomp's fortress you're like this is really fucking bad and then you get to like all the water levels which are all bad or like the desert one we're like well it's a pyramid um there are there's sand that will kill you if you touch it because it's a sand works. Um, no, the worst one is the one where you're like there's lava. It's like a volcano one. Yeah, okay, That's that is that by far awful. the worst level. Yeah, I don't, I do not like that level. I can't even, I can't even. It's super boring for that one. It's it's just a lot like, of fire and it's very frustrating to navigate. I wouldn't even call it boring. It's just annoying. It's, it's an bad. annoying level. It's bad. It's a bad level. Um, what about the snow level? How do you I was going to say the snow level is mean, amazing. Snow level is cozy. Like, it's cozy. But, like, name one game with the snow level that's not cozy. Uh, from, like, I that just, period. From, like, the N64 for, era. For me, I, mean, I just like the penguins in that level. I mean, people would argue that uh, Hellfire Peaks in Banjo-Tooie was not a particularly well, cozy ice level, but... But you get Freeze Easy Peak in Banjo-Kazooie 1. You do. And that one's cozy. And, like, Hailfire Peaks is weird because it's not all wintry. Yeah. It's a mix of the good level that people like, which is an ice level, mixed with the universally crappy level in every video game, which is the fire level. I can't think of a single... I can't think of a single game where the fire level was, like, the peak. Like, 
consistently introducing lava in a game makes the level immediately worse. I don't know. I didn't really mind it so much in like uh, Ocarina of Time and stuff. I Fire Temple's my least favorite. Oh, really? Water Temple's still worse. I like, Temple. I, I like Water Temple better. And Spirit Temple is at least interesting, if a little maze-like. But Fire, Fire yeah, Temple for me was just always to... very boring. Brown and red and melty and annoying. Yeah, is there anything you want to talk about or else we're just going to argue about this the whole time? No, we're not done no. here. We didn't no, talk I mean, about I was going to okay? say... I was going to say, because I had this with Tim the last couple episodes, I'm going to let you guys dash this out. <laughs> Do you have any stake in this, Ken? Tiebreak. No. I mean, I, I only like the and Mario 64 level of the, the Penguin. That's the only level that I like. But everything else, I kind of agree with Kyo said. You know what sucks? I mean, Ice physics in games? Because, you know, people love to slip slide around. Yeah. It's fucking amazing. Great. I, I just love doing it. What was yeah. I playing where everything seemingly had... Oh, Donkey Kong 64, where like almost every surface is ice for some reason in every level. Didn't... Uh, I think... Like, Oh, no. Wait, was it Banjo... I can't remember if it was Banjo-Kazooie or Donkey Kong 64 that had the boss where you were jumping from platform to platform and the platforms were ice. And this thing like took up the entire platform if you were on it. It was like a jack-in-the-box thing. Oh, they're not made of ice, but it's just very slippery. I, that's um, that's um, that's Donkey Kong sixty four. I remember the name of the boss though. Yeah, that was in uh, Frantic Factory, wasn't it? Yeah, you know it's fun. You can use any Kong during that boss fight if you glitch in. Oh, in the speed run for any percent, you do it with Donkey Kong. <laughs> that may well, that was, yeah, it's supposed to be Diddy, isn't it? And that was really it's frustrating. To be to tiny, work. tiny. Oh, even worse. Yeah, I tried it with all five characters. Chunky has the least amount of, like it's you have to like jump off the like the last pixel to get across and do his like, um, his midair roll thing. Lanky has a really hard time doing it. Diddy can kind of do it, but like he's too small, so sometimes he just doesn't make it. Tiny can do it obviously, and then Donkey Kong can do it because Donkey Kong has that one move where when you're walking, you kick, you jump in the air, Ooh. and then you do like yeah. the punch, and he can cover a ton of ground with it. Yeah, it's it's a, a miraculous long jump for him. <laughs> Just, He's very he has a lot of uh, mobility somehow. Yeah, and I think that mobility kind of carries over into his character in Smash too, doesn't it? Like he's shockingly agile for what he is. Mm. He is monkey. He is very monkey. Uh, but what do you think, uh, audience? What is your opinion on the levels of Super Mario sixty four? Do you really think that it's boring because it's cobbled together, or do you think that that's its charm? Like, basically, do you think I'm right, or do you or do you agree with Timber's wrong opinion? I don't think that either of us are necessarily wrong or right. I've never been wrong a day in my life, Timber. <laughs> okay, Mister, we're gonna go kill Tim. We're gonna go kill uh, Carrot today. We did eventually kill Carrot, and it just so happened yeah, but not, to... like, almost none of the days that you told us we were going to do that. <laughs> Every day, I said Carrot was going to go down. Just because you weren't there to hear it on the day it happened, didn't mean it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. I think I moved or something at that point. Or, like, I was, like, <laughs> in a class that day. What a tragic tale. I had to move Andrew was in class the day that Timber killed Carrot. It's like the Potar tragedy. 
Uh, let's see. I think that kind of covered most of the games. Mm. I know that a lot of those were things that no one has probably ever heard of or known about, but... Oh, yeah, basically. I also played Atlantis The Lost Tales. I don't know what to say about that other than it's like a really weird misclone where you have to dodge... You have like an action sequence where you have to pole vault using a chandelier to break through a window to escape from a guy who's going to throw a dagger at you, but you can only do it after the backup comes through the door. Otherwise, they can somehow hit you with the dagger. It, it was dumb. That was a bad game. Uh, so that's 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 all. I'm good. I'm good. I've covered the things. Do you have anything else to add, Ken, or should we go to questions? Nah, go to questions. Okay. Well, let me go into my Discord server. I made an actual thing called Potosaurus questions, so you can ask them in there, which still seems like the people post them and ask Kyo anyway. But um, we have a few different questions. I don't know what you guys did last time. What When was the last podcast recorded? That was 8 Basically, the 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 pod the the question of does does donkey slap or whatever or does Kong slap was the question that was directed towards you. We didn't do. Um, does DK clap? Yeah, there we go. So you got up to there. Yeah. So you didn't do that one. Yeah, because it was for you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So from there. All right. So our first one I have um because in there's a few different ones that were in Ask Kyo stuff because people were I don't know if they're asking me directly or for whatever. Um, Haller asks, it's a, he goes by DB the God. He asks, Ari Zero or Sanic? And obviously Sanic. <laughs> obviously Sanic. I don't know why anyone would want Resident Evil Zero. I want Resident Evil Zero. No, you don't. Yeah, Ever? me too. Ari Zero or Sanic? Ari Zero. Because you guys have bad taste. <laughs> <Good shame. laughs> the only the only Sanic I'll, I'll take is is movie Sanic. Uh, I was never really into the the games too much, to be honest. Not O six Sonic. Definitely not O six Sonic. Me, if someone sends me a copy, that'll play it. Oh wait, <laughs> I did like. Uh, am I the odd one out for saying I actually did like Sonic Heroes, and that that's like the best one? Uh, it's ba- it's a bad game. I enjoyed it, but it's actually a bad game. <laughs> Sonic Colors is really good, though. Well, that came after my time where I would consider playing sonic games but i I don't know you still play bad games now you can go play a sonic game go treat yourself (laughs) instead of playing bad indie games go play bad triple a games i guess double a sonic's double a is it double a at this point has has it finally lost one of its a's i don't think it ever really was triple a that's the thing i don't think he was like triple a on the dreamcast and i don't think he's been triple a since it was sega he he hasn't he hasn't been triple a since the freaking genesis in my opinion since three yeah at this point he's like He's right there next to uh, did they, Sneak King. Did they use the terms AAA until like the like the 360 era? To be completely honest, yeah, no, that well, we only used AAA from the 360 era on. So yeah, so like honestly, like maybe Sonic 06 was AAA from budget, but like that game was to call that a AAA <laughs> game is really funny. Yeah, if Let's it see, didn't, next question. I, I feel like if it didn't have movie quality, that's automatically the point where people are like, "This isn't a AAA game." It doesn't have realistic characters I mean, talking or, to each other in gritty voices about the impending nuclear apocalypse. Or jank. I mean, that game was pretty jank. The, yeah, the story jank. aside, story aside, the the game was jank. And also, Sonic made out with a human female. I mean, the the furries were going crazy for that. Yeah, I'm sure they were. All right, next question. We have two from Sludgefest McGee. Do you believe that the stagnation of a series is necessary and or inevitable in order to 
in order for a series to remain fresh. Um, I, a series are always going to eventually stagnate. I mean, every good series has eventually hit a point of stagnation because they'll always do something. They'll always do what works until it doesn't work anymore. Or be like Sonic and do things that work and then just completely forget about the rest <laughs> I um I think I think the thing with series stagnation is it kind of it, it's always going to ultimately be how long do you want to push it right like if a series has gone on for ages then yeah basically and until somebody says okay well Resident Evil 6 was not not good for our sales figures let's refresh this let's change mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. the formula oh well that, that's the weird thing sonic or re6 actually was really successful Did it ones, really but just not yeah it just son, or capcom wanted them to sell more but i'm like you sold yep. like four million copies of this game how much more did you expect yeah so it it honestly depends in my personal opinion it just depends on what the series is and mm-hmm. if it needs to evolve so to speak i mean Personally, I there's there's a game that I I take to heart that should have stayed the the way it was, and it was Dynasty Warriors. Mm-hmm. With nine, it made it an open world game that it didn't need to be. They just needed to work on the core mechanics of what eight did, and eight was a very solid game overall. And what it was doing with all the the partnership warrior games that they were doing, they were starting to branch out, and I like that. What they did with Hyrule Warriors and Fire Emblem Warriors, that was fantastic for the series. For an already stale kind of genre, I don't think they needed to do what they did with 9. And because of that, 9 kind of bombed and was jank all around, in my personal opinion, because it couldn't load everything correctly. And I, I, I don't see them trying to do a traditional Dynasty Warriors game for a while. I see them doing what they were doing with Hyrule Warriors or One Piece Warriors. or They're going to be relying on that. Yeah, they probably won't that, do like Dynasty Warriors proper for a while. Yeah, or they might just rely on Orochi or anything. But mm. yeah, because they, they tried to experiment and tried to build off of it. They went so they didn't stay stagnant, so to speak, of what, what works for them. It ended up backfiring. So I understand to a certain point, but they're... It doesn't need to evolve or anything like that. I liked it the way it was, and I liked the just being able to destroy one thousand people in mm. in ten minutes. Sometimes you can stay, keep the same. You just need to refine what's there, and that will keep the people who are there happy. Because people are always going to want that grindy thing. There's like, I want something mindless where I can just play through it, and it's going to be fun. Yeah, and just turn your brain off and learn <laughs> fantasy history. So. Not everything needs to be like heavy narrative or overly deep or even really high quality production value sometimes it just needs to be fun and that's all that's all it needs to be yeah so i i believe that for a certain amount of series and i don't believe that you need to evolve or if something becomes stagnant it just needs to reiterate of what what the core mechanics was but that's my personal belief mm. uh, they had a follow-up case question. in point yeah, case in point, the the sports series too. If they just reiter, they don't need to change what it needs to be. It just they they have that base and they just refine tune it. And obviously, EA doesn't do that, or or Two K doesn't do that. Obviously, at certain games.
uh, Sledgefest had in a follow-up. Do you think if a dev team is good enough, they can always avoid stagnation? No. Something will eventually come to a head. Some, like, some, like, even if it's not stagnation, they'll always eventually run into, like, a very poorly received or a less well-received title. Like, that's what happened with Skyward Sword. It's not a bad game at all, but, like, people were tired of motion controls. They were tired of the, like, very linear path, like, being very, um, very, not really hand-holding necessarily, but, like, people wanted more freedom, so they kind of went the complete opposite way. Was Skyward Sword a bad game? Honestly, no. People are going to argue that yeah. it was. Really, it's not a bad game. Whether or yeah. not you like the controls will, like, you know, affect that, but it's not a bad game. It has a good, it has an interesting story, interesting bits, but, like, people wanted more freedom. So we basically got the complete opposite of it, which was all freedom, no story. Let's see. We have a couple more questions. Seabass asks, does DK clap? And the follow-up to that from Tofu was them cheeks, and I'm probably going to say DK fucks. Definitely. Um, who's I forgot whose chat I was in. They're like, Donkey Kong's a fuckboy. And I really can't disagree with that. I don't know if you guys have an opinion on that or not. Are you guys still there? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we've we've left the building at this point. <laughs> what is happening? Okay, so Donkey Kong claps. Donkey Basically, Kong is he a slap boy? Is, is Donkey Kong a fuckboy? I mean, I mean, like you know, had... you know, lanky fucks. Yeah, lanky fucks. Like, what do you think he does with those arms? He diddles. <laughs> he little diddy your cock. He inflates himself up like a balloon. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Balloon. Fatal right. Kong asks, "Is the love for the donk still strong?" Yeah, I still like Donkey Kong. I just need a break from it. Also, because Donkey Kong Country 3 is one of the most god-awful video games I've ever played in my life. What a piece of shit. Is that the one Did with the play... baby? Yes. Oh, no. Did you play the Donkey Kong Country for, or DK Country for the Game Boy Color? Um, I played a little bit of it, and I found out that version's actually harder than the Super Nintendo version. They removed uh. some checkpoints and stuff, and just, like, the fact that the screen is smaller, um, you mm. can't, like, the minecart level is significantly harder in that game. Yeah, because... For for me, because I never played it on the, the NES or the Super, Super Nintendo. NES. I I never played it before, so I my first introduction to the series was with the Game Boy Color, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, you know, the game's hard. Oh, yeah, obviously the game's hard, but I was I was I was on it. I was like, on Don- it because you have to be. <laughs> like Donkey Kong Country is a harder game, but the Game Boy Color version is harder. Hmm. I mean, it's one of those, like, I can't believe they ported it to this and it all works. It's just, it's significantly harder because of, because of the concessions they had to make. Hmm. Like, I think the first minecart level, it might be the only one, um, there's not a checkpoint after, like, the first, like, after the first checkpoint, there's supposed to be another barrel in the Super Nintendo hmm. one. They took it out hmm. of the Game Boy hmm. one. So where you could get another hit there, you can't. So you yeah, have to you do it. to judge. <laughs> and the the Kremlings shoot after you a lot faster on the Game Boy Color version, and you have less time to respond. Mm. I don't know how anyone got through that. Then I found out there's a skip for that level. You can just like walk off the side and get a barrel that blasts you to the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I used to play that game all the freaking time. When I wasn't playing Pokemon's, I was playing I was playing DK for the Game Boy Game Boy Color. 
had a nice yellow yellow cartridge too. I like that. Oh, that's Donkey Kong. Yeah, Donkey Kong Land. I have that as well. Yeah, and we have one more question. Hold on. I played Donkey Kong 64, and it's my only exposure to the Donkey Kong series. You should play Donkey well, Kong Country Returns or I probably play should. Tropical yeah. Freeze. Definitely should play, play Donkey Freeze. Donkey Konga. Is is Tropical Freeze a really good entry into the Donkey Kong Country series? Oh yeah, definitely. Cause especially with Funky Mode, if you find the game too hard, you can play through it a little bit easier. Mm. You don't have to use Funky Kong, who is like basically invincible, but you can uh, play with like an extra hit for per character, and it really makes that game a lot better. Cool. Was that on Switch? Can I actually get that on Switch? Yeah, it was on Wii U, and they ported it to Switch. Oh, wonderful! Yeah, I should definitely play that. And then we have one more question from Turtle Kong. Are you? Tur- is, he says, "Am I turtly enough for the Turtle Club?" And I'll say, "Probably," because <laughs> your name's Turtle. And Timber's probably like, "I love Master of Disguise as a kid." Uh, it, so there's a funny story about Master of Disguise. Uh, I went camping. It's probably funnier than the movie. We I went on a camping trip where the plan was that we were going to like go out on, on hikes every day. And for the duration of my three nights there, it rained and poured, thunderstormed every day. So the only consolation I had was I could go to the lodge, where it was basically where you like rented out your cabin. And when I was there, they had this rack of movies that you could like take, and as long as you returned it, you could have it for free. So I was like, okay, let's see what they had. They had like all of the crappest movies, but they had Master Disguise there. I was like, okay, this looks like it could at least be funny, maybe. Uh, so, you know, I can't, I, I can't say that it's like peak cinema, but Master of Disguise was a perfect distraction from an otherwise ruined camping trip. I uh, know, I hated that movie. I didn't understand its appeal. Aww. I've never seen it. I, well, I, I'm not going to say that you'll like it because I know that you hate movies anyway. But I definitely will tell you I'm not going to like it because it's a, it's Dana Carvey on his own. He definitely needs someone else there to help him. <laughs> I did watch um, Dana did. Carvey's a fucking boomer too. Oh my god, I watched a stand up of him and he just like complained about his teenage boys the whole time and like how millennials oh, no. are entitled assholes. I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot you're like 20 years older than Mike Myers. Oh yeah, so. Speaking of stuff on the televisions, have you catch caught up with Saber or going to watch Saber? Um, uh, I might. I know Zero One just ended. Yeah, it just ended. So I might finally like jump on because last year when I got back, I by the time I like realized where I was, Zero One started, and then I like fell off the train with that. I might try and watch Saber. I'm yeah. hoping not to get tempted to want to buy the belt because it's too fucking bulky. Yeah, it's too bulky and too phallic, too, in my opinion. Yeah, it's like, here's a sword and the thing that books slot into. I'm like, I just want to get the Zero One drivers. Even though, like, the main character has six drivers throughout the course of the series. Holy mm. shit. Yeah. Cause and they never had a dinosaur high. progress key. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, which reminds me, there's that there's that common writer game that might come out that's coming I out in October. That I really was thinking want it about. to be good. I really want it to be good because it, like, really gonna... it, it looks good. It it looks good. Because they're like I mean, we're only doing dope. three characters. We're like, hmm. This I mean, it, it feels it, it better. I mean, from the the gameplay I was watching of just Joker and just the gameplay movie that it had, it looked really good. If you so. get it, let me know how it is, and then I'll maybe. Yeah, play I'm it. like debating about getting it. So. Also, since I know that you're going through your um, 
through trying to get through a bunch of manga ken i can't say i don't know what the manga's like but i've been really enjoying my time with uh somalian the forest spirit if you've heard of that one Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been watching. I've been watching that one because during my our episode for Ongaku Ryu, we did a anime opening, opening and ending theme song for the winter season, and that was one of the best songs that I heard. It was very beautiful. Yeah, it's very beautiful. It was. It's really good. Both the opening and ending was really, really good for that series. But, uh, it drew me to go and watch it. So. Yeah, even the art for it. It's just. It's a gorgeous uh, anime, and the plot is surprisingly i was originally introduced to it as hey this is a light-hearted thing that we can watch i was like yeah okay that's, it looks light and cute and then it goes to some dark freaking places like i did not expect some of the turns in that i i would assume so because it seems like that to a point that it seems like fairly ghibli and then it'll take a dark turn yeah it just suddenly like so. goes completely what i like holy shit what what alleyway did we go down to end up here <laughs> Yeah, so like, but I'm running out of books. So I I have all my volume ones. I've I've read through at least ten books now, and I'm coming up on my last two, which I was begrudging on reading, which is ReZero and Start Out Online. I hate Start Out yeah. with a passion, oh, man, but I rather read it. <laughs> were you than saying watch that? Were you saying watch original that. <laughs> opinion here, Kill? <laughs> What, uh, ReZero? Um, oh, here's our two characters. They're the same character design, but we flip their hair and change their hair color. They're different. Yep, yep, yep. They're different. Yep. And then the character designs, they change the character designs for one of the characters for season two. She's a lolly in the the manga and the, the novel, oh, but they made her well-endowed in the, in the anime. Oh, hmm. So. I mean, I guess I can see why they would do it, but kind of weird. I mean, because all of them are lollies in that <laughs> stupid show, so... Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm running on those two before I start my volume two kick because I have all, all, I think I have seven seven of the books that I have. I have the volume two and three of them I have volume threes of. But mm-hmm. I told myself that I'd read all of my volume ones before I go into volume two. But the thing is, all these fucking isekai isekai series are like the same so i'm like trying to remember oh okay what character and what theme am i dealing with who's doing what now luckily i've been kind of locking them away to kind of just remember oh yeah okay so goblins are okay in in reincarnation slime but they're dicks in goblin slayer ha 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 yeah so but i did watch the goblin slayer ova that that was really good oh maybe i should check that out since i haven't actually had the patience to go through the whole actual show yeah, the the show the the show changes changes quite a bit, but no, the OVA um and it's like six and volume six and seven of the light novel, I believe. So it it kind of it continues on from the story. So if you haven't watched watched the first season, okay, I mean they do they do like a ten minute like, hey, this is everything that happened, and here's all the characters, and here's what happened, and kind of thing. They kind of do that within like the first like ten minutes or so to kind of speed you up through the series even so like the first volume of goblin slayer they changed they changed the the episode count so the fight at the end of the series was the end of the first volume they didn't go see the the sword maiden or anything like that they didn't they didn't do the the dungeon the big dungeon that they do with 
the the elves and stuff like that they they changed a bunch of things like order wise from the anime from the 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 light novel but yeah enough of my rant that, that that's all you'll get out of me for now yeah did this stem off of donkey yeah. kong i'm trying to remember how we ended up here no this came off of common right oh yeah <laughs> yeah we were at the let's do questions and then wrap up and we guys kept going <laughs> and uh that's our show yeah, I mean, this is a good place to wrap up. Anything else we need to add, or you pretty much get out of your system, Ken? Yeah, I got out of my system, because I was like, I don't know when to put this, and I wanted to talk to you about these things. Yeah, no. I wanted to no. at least talk to you about the Common Rider one, and the um, game. The game looks really good. Zero One, show, or not Zero One, Saber starts next week, right? It starts this week. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's what I meant, like this next one. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'll try and watch it then. I, I don't need to really wait for, what do you call it? subs for it so i can just watch whenever i can find a video of it yeah and i have the raws yeah i mean the usual places that we go to will have the raws hmm. yeah let's let's wrap it up there thank you guys so much for listening or as timber says watching but thank you guys for listening to potasaurus um timber where can people find you if you want to find more of me and my content, you can go to twitch.tv slash TimberTaft, where I stream on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays at my new start time of 7 p.m. Eastern, as well as on youtube.com slash TimberTaft, where I post videos of varying things. Most recently, a, uh, pic- a, a series about The Witcher, where I, I go about and find different picnic locations uh, as a peasant. And if you want to see more about my schedule or just random stuff that I post, usually of random dog emotes that I find on the internet, you can go to twitter.com slash TimberTaft, where I do all of that meaningless junk. What about you, Ken? You can find me on my Japanese music-based podcast called Ongaku Do You. We talk about what's the lovely hits of the Japanese music industry. We also just posted on our website at ongakudu.com our Ongaku Goes, or our top five most repeated songs that we listened throughout August. So go take a look at that if you want to hear what I've been on my heavy rotations. You can also follow me on Twitter at OTYKEN1, where I talk about Bang Dream, Aina Aiba, the NBA right now, video games, Bang Dream, and figures, I guess. And did I say Bang Dream? Bang yes. Dream. And where can we find you, Kill? You can find me all over the internet. You can find me Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time on Twitch, where I usually play retro games, horror games, and weird games of dubious quality. You can find me on YouTube at youtube.com slash Hunter, where I, uh, I do different things. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I do stuff. Um, you can find. You I was going to say me, what? <laughs> you can find me on youtube.com slash Cody Hunter where I have my series Retrosaurus, which is a video essay based retrospective series, which usually talks about usually retro games. I did one about not retro games, and that one has been delisted based on feedback. <laughs> But I do stuff like that, and it's all supported through Patreon, just so, just like this year podcast. If you're interested in supporting our hosting fees for this and my other content, it's Patreon. It's at patreon.com slash Hunter, whatever it is on there. I actually don't remember how they format that. Just search for Kyoto Hunter, and you'll find it. And then you can also find me on all the different social media websites, Twitter, MySpace, and now I'm getting back on using my Instagram more and posting retro content oh. like at least trying to do it every few days. I was doing it every day for a while, then I realized that uh, 
the weekend ended and I can't do it every day after the weekend, but I try and do it at least three to five times throughout the week of posting different things. I posted a picture of my Intellivision I've had as a child, and I'm hopefully going to put up my um, Japan-only consoles here soon. So definitely check that out if you'd like to see, and that's all at Kyoto Hunter. But once again, thank you guys so much for watching this audio-only version of Retro <laughs> Potosaurus. Uh, a first here well, on the Potosaurus, really. Yeah, a first. It's uh, all in your mind's eye. But thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you next time. Goodbye. Later. Aloha.